step on up, sit down, twist off that bottle top, or crack open that can. And welcome to Porch Matters. This is Terry Cagle coming to you from my back porch. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The name of this show is Authentic. On Porch Matters, our saying is this. Big issues or just a friendly conversation. No topic is off limits. We take pride in being able to talk about anything with each other in an open discussion. Open discussion is one of the only ways to learn. Your perspective could be changed. You could change the perspective of others. Friends and family, welcome to another episode of Porch Matters. I'm glad you're here. I hope everyone's had a great couple of weeks. I got a good conversation coming your way, but before I do that, if this is your first time listening to Porch Matters, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you like, follow, or subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. Last week, I was able to take a drive north up to Indianapolis, Indiana to a men's retreat. It was at friend of the show Jarrett Samuels Church in Castleton, right outside Indianapolis. Jarrett's been a guest on this show two times. The last time we talked, I told him that I was going to get caught up in trap. I did not. I got started three weeks ago, and if you're a Christian, you're going to understand this. The Lord has took me to the woodshed a few times the last few days. I've definitely learned where I've dropped the ball, not only as a man, but as a Christian man. One thing that I am relearning, only God can bring out the best version of you. Having more money is great, but money won't do it. Having the right woman by your side is fantastic. Women can see things about you that you can't see yourself. She's attracted to what she thinks that you can be. But she can't bring out the best version of you either. You can go to the gym and clang and bang and get yourself to where you have no body fat whatsoever and be chiseled like a Greek god. But that's still not the best version of you. I've even tried getting the best version of me out myself. I've failed and so will you. Only God can bring out the best version of you. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm thankfully not where I was. If you're listening to this and you were a man or a woman of prayer, please add me to your list. The Lord is doing the work. I'm asking for my eyes to be open to some things. I'm asking for wisdom and I'm asking for strength so I can do the things that I need to do on my own. Thank you in advance for your prayers. To continue the story, <clears throat> I went up to Indianapolis by way of Erlanger, Kentucky. I drove through Louisville and hung a ride on 71. I've never been on 71, and I got to see more of Kentucky than I already had. If you've never been through the state of Kentucky, it is absolutely beautiful. I stayed on 71 until it ran into I-75, and then I went north on 75 and swung by one of my company's yards. There's a lady that works there that has always been over backwards to help me and my yard out. Her name is Patty. Several months ago, I made a joke about how me and my yard probably have made her go out and have to smoke twice as much than she already did, and I probably owed her a carton of cigarettes. It wasn't that far of a detour out of route, and I didn't know when I was going to be that close again, 
so I detoured out and took her a carton of cigarettes. If you're listening to this, Miss Patty, thanks for always having my back. I also got to knock one more state off my bucket list. I drove up 75 and crossed the Ohio River on that double-decker bridge. I am not a fan of that double-decker bridge, by the way. And I went into the state of Ohio. If you live in that state and love it, I can respect that. I don't know much about your state. I've been told it's beautiful. However, Cincinnati is not a good ambassador for your state. I now understand why Melissa always called it Cincinnati. I drove through during rush hour. As most of you know that live up around that area, there's only one way in and one way out, and I was stuck right in the middle. I'm not a fan of Cincinnati now, but I did finally get through and I hit 64. Took 74 over through the farmlands. It's really beautiful up through there, by the way. Went on over into Indianapolis, and I found my room. I was able to have just enough time to get checked in, grab a shower, and change clothes, and I was barely able to make it on time for the retreat. Since I hadn't really participated in the program much, I didn't know anyone but Jarrett. Kind of stayed back to myself. I did meet several great men there and made some new friendships. This is not a paid advertisement for Tribe. I haven't talked to Jared about this. But guys, if you're looking for something more than what you got right now, if you feel like something's missing, go to PursuitOfManliness.com and take a look at Tribe. Tribe will be a game changer for you. It costs $150 to sign up. But I tell you what you get out of, it's going to be worth it. Costs nothing to look. Jared is very authentic. What you see is what you get. The guys that are in tribe are awesome. We might say as guys we don't need anybody, but we all need someone. If you're struggling, tribe is a good place to start. If you're listening to this and you're in tribe now, thank you for listening. Thanks for being nice to this fat boy who hadn't participated much at all. You'll be seeing more of me. Already registered for the next session and looking forward to finishing this session out strong. Now it's time for the Porch Matters Food Review. Me and Mom went to Mortimer Jordan High School this week for senior night. My cousin Riley hurt her knee playing volleyball this year but was able to serve one ball so she could play in her last home game. Riley, I know the season didn't end as, end as planned, but I love you and I'm proud of you, baby. After the game, we went to Majestic Pies. Majestic Pies opened in 2020, and they're open seven days a week. They have trivia night on Mondays. I ordered their mega meatballs for an appetizer. Now, if you've met me in person, you know I got a big mouth. Normally, I would cut the meatball in half just for manners, but these were pretty big meatballs. So I definitely had to cut them in half. I also ordered their all-meats pizza. One thing that makes their pizza great is the amount of cheese they put on it. They're not scared to add the topping to their pizza where others are scared to. 
Mom had their version of a cheesesteak sandwich. Good food, great atmosphere. Majestic Pies is definitely hashtag fatboy approved. If you're in the area, swing by and tell them you heard about them on Porch Matters. Since I didn't post the would you rather question on social media, sorry folks, new question this episode is would you rather be in a real life version of The Walking Dead or be in a real life version of American Horror Story? Me personally, I say Walking Dead. I think I'd rather stab walkers in the head and find friends with a crossbow, a samurai sword, and a barbed wire baseball bat. What say you? Go to the Facebook page, Facebook group, Instagram, or Twitter and comment your answer. I promise it will be there this week. Next episode, I will read your comment on the show. On this episode... Eric Pace comes on the porch. I tell this story in the conversation, but last time I was at the beach, we went to Lambert's. I walked up to the door, and there was a bear of a man standing up there at the door. Next thing we both know, we're standing there talking like we had known each other all our lives. I asked him if he'd be interested in coming on the show, and he agreed. What you're fixing to hear is only the second conversation we had ever had. Thanks, Eric. Really enjoyed it. Hope you do too. Without further ado, let's get started. Eric Pace, welcome to the porch, my friend. How are you? Oh, doing well, man. Nice to be here. How are you? Any better? I don't guess I could stand it. I hear you. How you been doing? Man, pretty good. Just uh, going about everyday normal life, working, doing the doing the same old thing. Uh, Got a pregnant wife over here that's ready to blow up any minute. Uh, she's she, no, we're, we're we're the due date I think is November twenty second, but it's likely uh, it's likely she the little girl will be here soon, uh, sooner than that. Yeah, man, uh, kids doing good in school. Karate and football are going well for the boys and living the living the life, man. <laughs> well, I, I know you got two boys. How does it feel to be a Soon to be father of a daughter. I've heard stories about dads who became a lot softer. And, uh, you know, people tell me I'm going to do the same thing, which I may. You know, who knows? But uh, she's going to be the baby girl and she's going to have uh, two older brothers that are going to look after her. And, you know, man, I think it'll be just fine. Think- That's what we both wanted. So I think she's going to be spoiled rotten and it's going to be great. That's what I think. <laughs> There's a good possibility of that, man. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's already got quite the setup. She's uh, she's got more than she needs already, and she's she's had it for a month or two now. So there you go. Her, her room set up, and uh, all the toys, and the blankets, and the bows, and the pink, and uh, her mama went to town in there. That's right. Yeah. How's she doing? She doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she's hanging in there, man. Uh, you know, we've we've had a couple of uh, just, I guess, I wouldn't call them really issues, so to speak. But uh, she had a few things that the doctor needed to check out and make sure that everything was good to go. But 
uh, that was concerning mama and not the baby. The baby's huge, man. She might come out to be as big as me or you. Look, she's hey. – what, what is she now? You're, you're what, 33 weeks pregnant? 30, 33 weeks pregnant. She's all – the baby's already six and a half pounds. She's been head down for a minute, so I think she's about ready to come out. But uh, I'm sure mama's ready for her too, too. She is. She is. But luckily, the heat of summer is over. And she is clear of uh, heat strokes and feeling terrible pregnant in the summertime. So, yeah, man, the weather's been beautiful out here. Brother, the last two or three weeks has been pretty nice as far as weather goes. Can't beat it. Can't that's beat the one. That's the one bad thing about or, or good thing about a hurricane. Rather, anytime a hurricane comes through, the temperature drops about ten, fifteen degrees. Yeah, yeah. So. If you can find a positive in any situation, and I hate to see hurricanes come in, but that's the only time or that's the only thing that I actually look forward to about a hurricane. Although I am kind of crazy, I've always wanted to be in a hurricane party at least once. Man, uh I, I love weather. Like the, I mean I, I'm no meteorologist, but I, I love being in bad weather. So uh an example, uh at the beach uh in orange beach one year i don't don't remember man it might have been 2006 17 16 17 somewhere in there sitting out on the 15th floor balcony at phoenix west too and uh watching uh two storm clouds one from the south over the ocean and one from the east come and they met literally it looked like they met right there in front of me and uh i mean the weather was okay leading up to that point it wasn't like storming or nothing but buddy them them two clouds hit and it was like all everything broke loose man (laughs) umbrellas went flying across the beach there were beach balls going everywhere there were seats like flying across the sand I was sitting up there in the balcony just watching it. It was crazy. It was the craziest thing I ever seen. That's one thing about being on the beach. It can be sunny one minute. It can be storming the next. Then it's right back to being sunny again. It's a rite of passage to be at the beach and have at least one day of bad weather. Yeah. The rite of passage. Happens every year. I'm the same way you are. I, I I love storms to the point where... Part of me feels like I missed my calling in life. I feel like I should have been a storm chaser or a meteorologist. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I, this is embarrassing to admit, but I'm going to anyway. Whenever <laughs> whenever I was a kid and the weather would come on, I'd try to emulate the weatherman whenever he was pointing at the screen, talking about this, that, and the other. So I've always enjoyed weather. I love a good storm, even a, just a nice rain, whatever. It might be because I'm getting old. I don't know, but I just like sitting out on the porch whenever it's raining. Just yeah. sitting there watching the rain go. It's peaceful yeah, to me. I, I, it is. It is peaceful. It's a peaceful sound. Yeah. It is. You it know, really is. The, I mean, outside of the obnoxious thunder. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the rain hitting the roof and yeah. uh, listening to uh, the wind blowing, you know, it's, it, it is peaceful. It's peaceful. Here, if you're anything like me, the worse the weather gets, the better you sleep. I could probably sleep right through the middle of a tornado. Oh, I absolutely can. <laughs> truth, truth be told, my snores louder than, louder than tornadoes. 
Mine can get that way too, man. Especially if I sleep on my back. If I sleep on my back, I'll rattle the walls, man. Yeah. What? That was one time I stayed in a hotel. I was with family and everything, and I found out later on that night that the neighbors started banging on the walls, telling me to be quiet because I was snoring so loud. <laughs> True story. Yeah, I've been recorded before, <laughs> actually. Uh, I was on a work trip in Vincennes, Indiana, staying at a hotel with a guy and uh, my uh, guy I work with. Uh, matter of fact, my training partner still to this day. And uh, he recorded me one night and he said, you wouldn't believe how bad you sounded. So he recorded me. Yeah. And I, I, I was, it, it, it was, it was solid log, man. It was like, it was like a rumble strip on the side of the interstate. You brought up your trainer. This man right here is a professional arm wrestler, ladies and gentlemen. And you will be team one of these days. You're probably right. If I hang around you long enough, you're going to get me on the table at least once. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. <laughs> we were down at the beach uh, this last time that I went down and we decided we was going to go to Lambert's just to set up the story. And all of a sudden I see a fella that's about six foot four, six foot five. Looks like a big old grizzly bear. Got a very nice beard going on too. Standing, standing there at the door looking like a bouncer. So he was up at the front of the line trying to protect the door for another group. So my bunch was about third in line. We just struck up a conversation and become fast friends. Eric, if you would, tell them your story, man. How did you get into bodybuilding and how did you get into arm wrestling? Oh, uh, well, uh Powerlifting has been something I've done since uh, I guess high school. You know, my, when we were when, my, when we were my mistake, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I I ain't the one dancing on stage in a song, man. That's, that's not me. I'm sure yeah. if you was, I'm sure if you was to ask your wife about that, she might like that show. Look, man, she wouldn't let me. <laughs> I tried to bring, I tried to bring my American flag speedo to the beach, dude, and she wasn't having no part of. It. Well, she says it's too small, but I, I, I don't think so. I, I think it fits just right. So, <laughs> so anyway, but uh, but no, man, I, uh, I I I was powerlifting in high school, man. All the the guys that played football, we were we we had to powerlift. Yes, if, if if you were any good, you know, and you were strong, you uh you know had to continue on. So, you know, I, I think we had and. I, I went to high school in Mississippi, uh, West Lauderdale High School, Collinsville, Mississippi, uh, the Mighty Knights. We we had like an invitational powerlifting meet. As like, that was the first meet, and all, the whole football team had to do that. Right. And so, if you placed in the top three or four, then you went on and did the regional meet. And then we had South State. Uh, we were in the South half, so. Uh, then you moved on to state, but, uh, so I, I did, I did power lift, uh, nine through 12th grade after that, uh, went on to play a little college ball, uh, played junior college, uh, for two years, one year at scuba, East Mississippi community college. My second year was at Itawamba. 
the transfer there was just mainly due to parents and whatnot. So, right. Um, so went up to Etiwamba, uh, left South Mississippi officially, and went up to north to the north half. Uh, after Etiwamba, went to a little Division two school in Iowa, uh, Upper Iowa University. Uh, played ball there, and uh, so uh, I, I didn't wasn't powerlifting in college. I, they didn't really have powerlifting teams in, in college, at, at least there anyway. Not not officially anyway. No, no. But you you were still doing all the powerlifting exercises and everything else from sure. high school up, just yeah. like I had to. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, so I went and. Uh, Went through college, fast forward through all that, you know, finished playing football and finished what I had to do in college, started my career as a machinist. And uh, once I was a machinist, the place I went to work at, uh, back up six, seven years, I can, I pretty much quit lifting at a point. I got to a point when I, I quit playing ball. I didn't have any training partners. Uh, nobody really around me to lift with. So I, I quit lifting, uh, for a long time, uh, five, six years later, I get a job at this shop. I run into a guy. He was, he had been a pro power lifter for quite, quite a number of years and was also a, uh, army ranger, retired ranger, uh, and, and, and a recon unit, a great, awesome guy. But, um, Met him. Uh, he asked me if I wanted to start lifting again, and I said, "Yeah, absolutely." We started back powerlifting, and also doing strongman training, not just uh, the powerlifting stuff. But we also incorporate some of the strongman events into our training. If you would, for the folks that don't know what we're talking about, strongman is exactly what you see on the TV, but. Explain the difference between powerlifting and strongman training because it's two different animals. Uh, absolutely, it is. Uh, powerlifting is based on three movements your back squat, uh, your uh, bench press, and a deadlift. Um, your powerlifting meets that's what they consist of. Uh, training, however, um, can be a wide variety of different things, different exercises, but they all incorporate the same muscle structures and you're just training them in different ways. So, uh, for instance, the great Louis Simmons, West side barbell legend, uh, passed away not that long ago. Uh, but, uh, we used to use some of his, uh, West side routines for progressive overload, uh, but I won't get too deep into that right now. But uh, basically, on our wave training, we would uh, do a variation of squat, whether it was just regular back squat with a bar and you know weight, whatever. And then the next week, whenever we did squat, we might use a different squat bar. We might use a a different, uh, like a cambered squat bar or a safety squat bar, or we would do box squats right. or some other variation of the same exercise, but you're doing a different variation. So you're training your muscles differently 
which allows you to train more often and get stronger because you're not ruining your nervous system out exactly on one movement. Um, and the, the same type of training would go for a bench press variation or a deadlift variation. Those three movements are, are the main idea, but also you train overhead press hard, uh, shoulders, uh, you train your core just as hard as you train anything. Uh, if you have a weak core, you know, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be a good power lifter. You're nope. not going to be a strong man competitor. Nope. You're not going to be an athlete. Uh, in whatever sport you play if you don't have a strong core. I had a football coach used to tell us sometimes that when we got hurt, like if we sprained our ankle, it's because you got weak abs. We were like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it, that's true because your ankle's connected to your leg. It's connected to your waist. It's connected to your abs. It's because you got weak abs. Of course, you know, he was saying that loosely. He but, was. Yeah. But you know it, it, it's. But what you said, board. what you said is true though, especially in those movements, especially in the deadlift and especially in the squat. It's a full body workout. It is. It's not it's just true. your legs. It's not just your back. It's your whole body. And you I've are always, tight. And I've always been told. I always hated squats whenever I was coming up. I did them, but I hated them. You know, I'm a you know six seven. I've always had weak knees is what it is. But at the same time, I was always taught the squat was the most important exercise that you could do. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. He brought up a good point about it. Not being just your legs, just your arms. Right. Uh, because when you lift and you lift weight that heavy, you have to be tight. Your entire body has to be flexing. You are tense everywhere. Yep. You're, when you're doing a squat, your upper back, your lats, your your shoulders, your you know, traps, your chest, your core especially is so flexed and locked in and tight that when you move, like you feel like a concrete statue moving just your legs, or just you know, you're bending just at your waist. Right. And it's that, and, 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 and it's that way because you're you you have to be that tense under that much pressure, you know. Uh, and I mean, there's different levels of powerlifting. I was never of the world elite level. I never had over a two. I never had a two thousand pound total. Best total I ever had was what eighteen oh five in a meet or something like that. You know, which is an elite pro total, but there's there's guys out there totaling 2400 pounds there's always somebody bigger there's always somebody stronger it never fails and there's somebody not too far from you ray williams trains over there in uh fulton mississippi or right outside of fulton mississippi and power zone gym uh he my friend is a world elite really i'm, I'm if, if i'm not mistaken he might have the highest raw total in the world right now if, if I'm if, if if you don't have the highest, it's top three. And when I say raw, that's no wraps, no knee wraps, no sleeves, 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 no wraps. In a in a powerlifting suit that is not a geared suit, not a not a single ply, not a multi ply, straight up powerlifting outfit. How long has he been lifting? 
I've been powerlifting 10 years. Well, I've been, I, I, as a pro, whatever, you know, as an adult, 10 years. Uh, he was lifting back before I started. So uh, I want to say he played a little college ball too. And it just, one of them guys that just kind of stuck with him and he kept the training going. But uh, yeah, he, he competes on Team USA and uh, in Worlds. He's, Got it. I'm pretty sure he's got the all time world squat record right now. Uh, it's like I think raw it's 1100 something, dude. That is that is sleeves, man. Sleeves, and he's walking it out at worlds. They don't do a mono lift at worlds. It's just a it's, it's squat stands, it's the old school squat stands, folks. And if you can't see, it. I know you can't see my face right now. But whenever he told me that, I legit got a jaw drop. You just look it up. Ray Williams is a damn animal. <clears throat> I believe you. He's an animal. If you've never if you've never lifted weights before, folks, anytime you get over five hundred pounds, that bar is bending something serious. And he's got eleven hundred on there, which means it's a modified bar. It Very is. It's a competition bar. Yeah. It's it's usually a little thicker. Probably a 55 or a 65 pound bar. Now those guys lifting kilos. Don't get me to line. I'm an American. I'm on the U.S. <laughs> system here. But for the competition squat bars are usually a touch thicker, and uh, they weigh 55 or 65 pounds, depending on which bar you get. It does. The bar doesn't bend as much yeah. as like the ATC fitness bars. God, they're it awesome. looks. <laughs> you put. You put over 500 pounds on some of them. It looks like some of them noodles that you go swimming with. Man, it sits there and just one. flops. I folded one with 765 one day. Man, I, I, I was deadlifting. I was deadlifting them dead gum uh, eight-sided plates yeah. you know, that, that don't roll. Yeah. I had that jugger loaded out to the brim, deadlifting with some buddies up there. I swear by the time I stood up, I don't think the weights were an inch off the ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I just pulled all the slack out of the bar to the point to where like the weights were just dangling. And I'm like, this, this is pointless, man. Well, you technically you got it off the ground and you was at full and you was at full <laughs> at yeah. full stance, so it counts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But that's 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 not my only seven hundred plus deadlift. So I've I've had I've done them in competition and stuff. And you know on on the good bars that 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 are it's what they're meant for. But right, you found your way back into a gym yet? I joined up this past week, fixing to start Monday. Just like I told you, I was coming back into a gym. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I want to tell you too. There's an arm wrestling tournament in Nashville. Ain't too far from you. November 12th. It's just one that's, I guess, relatively close. How, how far are you from Nashville? Three out, two, two hours? About three. That's what I am. I'm three. Yeah, and it's, it's supposed to be a pretty big tournament. I mean, if, if you wanted to come watch, kind of get a feel for the atmosphere, see the competition live. I don't know. Look, I want to go, but that's pretty close to my wife. 
giving birth and so uh yeah, she she takes priority that's for sure absolutely 100% you know I, I don't I don't know that I need to be that far away from home during that time well you're talking though you might be a daddy before then and that's okay if I am then I'll be there if I am then I won't have to worry about rushing back for a hospital you know there you go. but yeah the that's the plan anyway but that that's the tournament coming up kind of local to you man and if you wanted to come up and watch it you know it, it, it's on broadway too actually in nashville okay it's uh, it's called i think it's called like the battle on broadway or something and they've got some uh big super matches and bunch, yeah, of, rank, bunch of ranked guys oh yeah yeah it'll be a bunch of ranked guys there yeah i finally found myself back in the rankings left-handed uh I guess since I, I they they have the rules in the state of Tennessee. I live in Tennessee, but uh, right outside of Memphis, they have their state rankings. And at one time, I think I was I don't remember if I was second. We talked about this at the at Lambert sitting out there, but uh, I I had not arm wrestled left handed in over a year, and you drop out of the rankings if right. you don't. So I had to go get my rank back. And so uh, now I'm back at number three, left-handed in the super heavyweights. I think I'm weighing about 315 or something right now. But finally got back up there. Uh, I'm trying to keep my right hand right now because I haven't done anything right-handed in a while. This year, man, it's just been a, it's been a tough year. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of other priorities. And so, uh, you know, there's things that's taken my focus a little bit off of off of the arm wrestling. I've still been lifting, still been, you yeah. know, doing my thing with my training partners and stuff. You know, we have a good relationship. There's three of us. Uh, we train in a garage. Uh, but it's all the power lifting equipment you need. All the I wouldn't say all the strongman equipment because there's a lot of different apparatuses they use, but uh, we train with the Atlas Stone, uh, big round concrete ball. Uh, we train with farmers handles. We uh, we'll load that joker up with forty fives and we'll run up and down the driveway with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, try try to run. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes we slow down. Well, hat. Tell the folks how you got into arm wrestling. Uh, well, funny story. So we were at a, we were lifting one day, training uh, for powerlifting. Uh, I, I think it was like right after a squat day or something. And uh, at one time, we had quite a few people training with us powerlifting. Uh, I think at one time we had like eight or nine people that we all trained at the same time, trained together in that garage. So. Uh, one one day, one of my training partners brought a homemade arm wrestling table up there. He had been toying with it for a, a, a few years, but he had never taken it seriously. He just, you know, I guess would watch YouTube and thought it was cool and wanted to build a table and do that number. So he brought it to training one night. And uh, after training, we got on it, was playing around and, you know, it was just kind of one of the things we didn't know, know anything about it. We no. our technique, our technique form was horrible. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, we were old school barroom arm wrestling is what we were doing. But uh, so we we played around with it. We liked it uh, and decided we'd go to a tournament and see what it was about. We didn't know anybody. Uh, we didn't know any arm wrestlers around town. I mean, you know, we were like, where, where do you even go to find this stuff? Like, nobody does this stuff. This, 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 is, this is weird, you know. So, so when we get to looking around, man, and you know, we find a, a forum that's been around for years and years and years, uh, happen upon this forum and it tells you where these arm wrestling tournaments are and it's, you know, stuff. So we find one in Nashville, Illinois. I don't know if you've ever been through Nashville, Illinois, but I've seen it. I've seen it on a map. I'm surprised. I, I bet it was written very small. Very. And to find it very <clears throat> but uh, it, i think they got like one gas station one mexican joint and i don't even think there's a stop sign i think the road just rides right on through and 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 there's a there's a bar that's on the left and i remember driving into that town man it was like you're you're driving into all these this you're, it's like you're driving in the middle of a of a field of of farmland a lot of southern illinois is like that and then you all of a sudden we're we're like, dude, you what there's nowhere to arm wrestle at. Like I remember look the GPS said we were like the GPS said we were like three miles away. Or no, 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 not three miles. What even that? It was like a half a mile. Yeah. GPS said we were a half mile away and we're looking out the window, like there is nowhere to arm wrestle. Are we at the right place? And uh man, we pull up this bar and see a couple of vehicles sitting outside and uh, walk in. We're like, is this where the arm wrestling tournament is? And they said, yeah, y'all are quite a bit early though. <laughs> you know, we thought, I mean, this, we were like, oh, I need to get there early. You know, we left Memphis like two hours before daylight and uh, got, it wasn't like a four hour drive. It was quicker than we thought, but we got there like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And yeah, you got there early. Yeah, yeah, we did. If we it did. was in a, if it was in the bar, the tournament probably didn't start till after happy hour. I don't think that tournament started like two o'clock. Really? It started yeah, that and, early? I yeah. figured it. I figured it wouldn't start till about six o'clock. Give people enough time to get some liquid courage in them. And I actually do. Most most arm wrestling tournaments start around twelve or one. Because there's so many. Because there's so many people in there and have to work the bracket down. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the, you know, the <clears throat> tournaments are different sizes. I mean, I, there, there's some smaller local tournaments where there might be, there might be a total of 50 people there, including the family and the kids of the arm wrestlers. Yeah. But then you go to some of these big tournaments and there might be 500 people there and only a hundred of them are family. Everybody, there's 400 arm wrestlers there. Yeah. Uh, so, which, might, by the way, that's likely to be what Nashville's going to be. I figured. Uh, I figured a lot of your arm wrestling tournaments and everything kind of started out, in a sense, kind of like the tough man competitions used to start out. I mean, you remember how they are? You're me and you were on the same age range. Basically, yeah. they started in smaller venues and the bars and stuff like that, and then they worked. They got bigger and bigger and just worked yourself up. That's what I was referring to by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but you know, to be honest, there's that that very first tournament we went to in Nashville, Illinois, that little bitty bar. I'd have never thought it. Uh, it was Illinois State. It was the Illinois State Championship. And, uh, man, there were world-ranked arm wrestlers in that building. You know, World-ranked? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and we're, just, we're just like, wow. Here's a name that some of your listeners might recognize. Uh, the name Jeff Dobb. I recognize D- that name. D-A-B-E. All right. Uh, world's largest hands. Guinness Book of World's Records, I think, for the world's largest hands. Well, he's an arm wrestler. And uh, him holding a beer can, you wouldn't know he had anything in his hand. And him holding a beer bottle, you barely see the top of it. Now, people, so, people swear up and down, I've got big hands. I ain't got nothing compared to him. That My hand's a midget compared to him. His fingers are like size of people's wrist. Yeah. I love you. Jeff Dobbins, man. And he's he, he's he, he's a big guy. Well, I say big. He's not like six five. Right? He's I think he's he's maybe six one, six two. Uh, he's but built like a tank, though. Oh yeah, huge arms. Guys like that. Whenever I lift, it always made me jealous. Here's why. Especially whenever they had a real big, thick barrel chest, they didn't have to go as far. They could always. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got long arms like I do. Yeah. Those shorter arms always made a better looking arm too. They got thicker really quick, and they yeah. whenever you posed, it always looked a whole lot better. But I digress. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've always struggled in the long arm category. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been that. That's why I mean that's why my bench press never skyrocketed into the end of the you know upper in the fives and all that stuff. Right. But, uh, mine was always respectable, but at the same, but as far as the look went, I got as big as a 19 inch arm. I never could get into the twenties. Yeah. I don't think I ever measured my arm to be honest. I did. I, I was curious one day. I did. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Jeff Dobb was at that arm wrestling tournament along with, uh, that's just, I guess the name that non arm wrestlers might know of. Yeah. But uh other than that, yeah, there there were lots of lots of really good arm wrestlers there. Uh, so that turned us on to arm wrestling. You know, we go to the, we go to that very first tournament, we catch the bug for it. But we walk in there thinking, oh, you know, we're pro powerlifters. We've got these elite totals and you know, we're the strongest guys in any gym we walk into, and we go in there and get smoked. Just because you're strong don't mean you can arm wrestle. There's a trick to it, and there's an art to it. That don't mean nothing. Yeah, of course, we competed in the amateur division. There are different divisions. Uh, And so we compete in the amateur division, and it was was ugly. I've even still got some of those videos on my phone. Do you really? Yeah. And it was – I just, you know – Looking back on it now, I mean, as an experienced, quote, professional. Got to learn somewhere and you got to start somewhere. You do, you do man. You do. And if, 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 if you're one of them egotistical people that can't handle losing, you know, then that ain't the sport for you. Right. Because you're going to lose. Getting into it, man, there's a lot of good people. I've, I've made some great friends. Everybody is willing to help you. 
they're willing to teach you. Now, if you get a little too close to beating them, yeah. then they might tell you something that, that is wrong just to make you think they're helping you when they really ain't. But of course. Uh, you yeah, start man. you start messing with the man's wallet. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. So uh but you know, man, for the most part, I, I haven't had any negative issues out of the sport. Uh tournaments have been fun. Uh traveling all over the country to different tournaments, you know, Virginia, Florida, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Kentucky, Ohio, uh, Illinois. I mean, it, I've, I've been all over the place, you know, and it's, it's a lot of fun getting to travel and see all your friends, you know, and people you don't. The arm wrestling community is pretty tight knit, I'd say. But at the same time, you know, you can go to a tournament in Louisiana, meet some people, not go back for another year, see the same people, and you're going to remember them. They remember you, pick up conversations like you left it. You know, it's uh, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. How does your wife feel about you doing this? Is she a big supporter? Is she pretty much your biggest fan? Yeah, yeah, she is. She uh, she She enjoys going to the tournaments. Practice is just practice in the in the famous quotes of Allen Iverson. Practice, yeah, talking about practice. But uh, yeah, she enjoys going to the tournaments. Uh, she makes friends with some of the other arm wrestlers' wives, and so they have their little wives group that they sit sit over there and hang out with while the boys do our thing. Yeah, she's always there to cheer me on. Both my boys, they like it. They like to get up on the table and play around. So uh, that's, yeah, she's doing good. She's being a good wife, supporting the husband's endeavors and hop- and hobbies. <laughs> Just watching them two boys run around over at Lambert's, they look at daddy like he's Superman. Oh, man. Well, I try to be their Superman. You know, that's all. That's the best I can do. Hey, it's what you're supposed to do, my friend. So that that tournament's in November. You going to let me know if you're going? Yeah, I'll let you know. If you let me know you're going, I'll do my best to be there. Okay. I mean, I would probably know by the end of October, you know, if I was going to go or not. Well, no, I would because I would know if it's far enough along or not, whether I would have to stay around and be in the area or we'd figure it out. She's over. She's over here trying to discourage me, man. <laughs> she wants. She wants to make sure you're at home whenever it's time, buddy. <laughs> he ain't, yeah. he ain't leaving, Mama. No, he ain't leaving, Mama. No, I ain't gonna leave her hanging. But hey. uh, when's the last time you had some good barbecue? It's been a minute. Look, buddy, we got a barbecue competition uh, November fifth over here in Oakland, Tennessee right next to where I live. It's a little backyard competition. It's not any kind of MBN or KCBS stuff, but it's a little, it's a little backyard fun. No, uh, it's the people's choice award. So all the people there are going to be the ones judging barbecue and, uh, just tell them what you like. And I guess they draw, well, I think we drew numbers last year. 
Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna cook some barbecue up November fifth. Try to see if I can bring that trophy back home with me, since it's it's, it's nicely sitting up on my on the mantle up there. Well, what you gonna be fixing, my friend? Uh, pork shoulder ribs and uh, trying to figure out what kind of chicken I want to do. I don't know. I did I did uh, the thighs last year. That's a popular competition chicken. It's always the juiciest. I've noticed that. Anytime you go anywhere and you've got a choice between thighs and breast, I've always been a a chicken breast guy. But if you don't cook it right, it's dry as crap. It is. It is. Uh, Man, I'll tell you what, though. A jug of that Tony Satchery's Creole butter and an injection needle does just fine in them chicken breasts. But hush your mouth. I'm going to get hungry. I just got done eating. (laughs) That's the way to do the chicken breast, man. I I, I do the chicken breast here and at the house just cooking during the week or whatever. I don't do that all the time. Sometimes I do. But I I was thinking about doing breast and just cutting like thin slices of breast for samples for, for the people to try. And, uh, cause man, a lot of people can cook juicy thighs. I mean, that's kind of easy, Yeah. but if somebody took a bite of the chicken breast and it was tender and it was juicy and it, it tasted good, like it's, is, is somebody really going to vote against that? That's hard, man. It'd be hard. It'd be hard for me too. Now, I mean, it's easy to knock a dry, nasty, tough chicken breast, but. I don't know. It's it's, just, it's hard. It's hard to vote against good, like a good chicken breast. I agree. Wings, I think, are going to take up too much room on the smoker if I got to cook that many. Yeah, yeah, they but will. My, my wing game's strong though. Is it now? Yeah, man. I love I love cooking whole wings. I, I thought about doing chicken breast. I might try it. I might brine them. Yeah, brine them and then inject them and rub them down with some good barbecue rub. And, See if I can't wild the judges. It ain't gonna be hard as long as the meat's good. That's right. That's right. Cook it in the sweet spot. That's it. Yeah. That's all you can do. Now you got me hungry, Eric. I just want you to know that. I just got back from eating. I'm stuffed to the gills. Now you got me thinking about barbecue. What'd you eat? I went to Golden Corral over in Coleman. Oh yeah. yeah. I I picked out on some protein. Yeah, that's right. I really did. I, I, you know how it is. Go over there. As soon as you get, I'm sure you're like me. As soon as you get your plate, you go straight to the steak area. Tell them what you want. Yeah, you take. You can tell them medium rare, and they're going to hand you one well done. That's what you just tell them raw. Just tell them. <laughs> pull well, it out of the pan and throw it on my plate. And I'll, I'll take care of it. Well, I, I made three trips up there, so. Yeah, I, I feel about as full as a tick. Now I'm wanting barbecue. I appreciate that. At <laughs> any time you're around Memphis, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about the best barbecue in Memphis, but I'm kind of picky on my barbecue, you know, just like I'm picky on my steaks. Yeah. There ain't there ain't many places that I'll go and order a steak. There ain't many. But there ain't many places that, I go eat barbecue at either because I know where the good ones are. That's it. People brag, 
brag about Memphis being the barbecue capital of the world. You know, that's fine and dandy, but it's only the barbecue capital of the world because of the people in their backyards cooking it, and they cook it real good. You go to the restaurants and eat half the time is garbage, if I'm just being frank. There's some truth to that. There's very few There's very few places in Memphis, and I love Memphis barbecue. I have talked about it till I'm blue in the face, as blue as this shirt. I love Memphis barbecue. And there for the longest, I thought it was the be-all, end-all. But I only there's only about three, maybe four places in Memphis that I'll go to eat it. I'll give you my top three, mainly because those are the only three places I can think of that I truly think are good. All right, go ahead. These are the only places that I truly think are good, Barbecue in Memphis. Number one, and I might get some kickback on this, Probably. but number one is uh, Cozy Corner Barbecue. That is on North Parkway, just down from uh, St. Jude, if you're going back into the trees from St. Jude. Now, see, that's one I've never tried. Cozy Corner is a hole in the wall, man. You don't even really know it's a restaurant. I like to check that one out. It's mighty fine. Uh, number two, I think, is going to be uh, Memphis Barbecue Company. That's uh, my number one. Yeah. Number three, I'm going to go with Central. Central's, Central. Central's good. Central I've is good. <laughs> I've had all their stuff, man. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's good. Memphis Barbecue Company, their pulled pork melts in your mouth. Pork rinds are good coming I, out to the table for you. And I'm not a big pork rinds guy, but you put some of theirs in front of me, I'll eat them all day. Man, I put I, I even put barbecue sauce in my pork rinds. Absolutely. What else? I mean, what yeah. else is it for? Yeah. And, and then so, and those fritters. Yeah. If you've yeah. never if you've never been to Memphis Barbecue Company, number one, you need to make the trip, no matter how far away it is. It's good food. It's definitely worth the drive. They're getting a little bit proud of it lately. That price has went up a bit, but at the same time, I'll drive three and a half hours up there to Memphis to eat it anytime I have a chance. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I kind of missed, I, I kind of missed that on my number one. Other, Well, number one is my house. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> he, number one he, ain't, he ain't a partial judge at all, folks. No. Not a partial now, judge at all. Now I got a, I got, I got a partial judge in this house that that gum is picky and she will let you know with a quickness that she don't like. It. There you go. So I try to, I try to please her with my barbecue too. So that's a strict judge though. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to stay on my game with her. What would be number four? Whatever was number three. What? Memphis Central. Yeah. Central's pull Central's uh nachos. Yeah. Central's nachos, I think, is what makes them phenomenal. Now, uh, people's ribs, look, ribs at restaurants, unseasoned. Every time. So what's the point to even order them? I mean, like why? Pork is pork. We all know what pork tastes like. We we know what a pork chop is. I mean, what we, we want flavor. We want some you know, I think a, so, I think a lot of them do it just like they do with their with their vegetables at a country cooking place or fries or anything else. They're afraid to put any seasoning on it because they're afraid somebody might not they might think it's too much or whatever. Well, I think they ought to cook it like they want to eat it. It's like it's like a vegan going to a steakhouse. Makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs>
the reason why Cozy Corner is number one yeah. is because their ribs are phenomenal. Their whole wings are awesome. Smoked with good crispy skin that bites and don't pull. If I'm being a picky judge on barbecue. And their brisket sandwich is awesome. And you don't find many barbecue joints around here anyway. You go to Texas, it's a different story. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm talking about the meat right now. A brisket sandwich, and it's sliced brisket. It's not pulled brisket. I prefer sliced. Yes. And so restaurants just don't serve that. And, and, and when they do, the brisket's not good. But you can take that brisket out of that sandwich, and it's awesome. And the ribs are delicious. The whole wings are delicious. And they have the best peach cobbler that that dude's grandma makes every day uh, from scratch. Peach cobbler's awesome. So cozy corner is number one in my book, and that's and th those for for those specific reasons. All right, anybody can make pulled pork fall apart in your mouth. Anybody can make a good pulled pork sandwich. True story. But, but uh, when you can nail ribs like that on a daily basis, and I've gone there more than once and gotten their ribs, and it's the same old guy, and they're running that smoker every time. How often do you get up to Kansas City? Oh. It's been a while, not since a not since an arm wrestling tournament several years ago. Next time you hear about an arm wrestling tournament in Kansas City and you can make it, go. Two reasons: one, to win; number two, Joe's Barbecue in Kansas City. After you eat it, we'll talk. Joe's Barbecue. You pull up there, and it's an old gas station. And honest to God. I hadn't tried your cozy corner yet, but it's on my list and I hadn't tried yours yet. Right now, Joe's is the best barbecue I've ever had. I'm we're talking ribs, talking brisket, talking chicken, pulled pork, wings, you name it. Knocked me off my feet. Yeah. I would I would dry if I had the time and the money and somebody said, Let's said, where do you want to go eat barbecue? I'll go right through Memphis, go to Kansas City right now. If that tells I'll, you anything. <laughs> I wouldn't stop in Memphis either. You might get robbed. <laughs> oh, come on now. It ain't that bad. I love Memphis. Yeah. It those is. It is that Memphis. bad. What are we talking about? <laughs> those, people that love Memphis, those people that love Memphis don't live inside of city limits. True story. And uh, they're mostly tourists. They come to see Elvis. And matter when you go down to see Elvis, you that's 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 the hot spot for getting robbed and shot right there. I have never I have never been to Graceland. I've been by it, Me but I ain't never been to Graceland. I love Elvis, but I just I don't care to go see his house. Yeah, I've driven by it a lot of times. I used to work kind of near there, but uh, yeah, that's I've never been to Graceland, and I've lived in Memphis since. 2009, eight, something like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've never been to Grayson. I don't care to go. I've seen it, driven, driven by it a few times. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I live just, uh, I live just southeast of Memphis. Uh, I'm actually technically living in a different county. I live in Fayette County. Uh, but 
I could hit a golf ball out of my front yard that's going to land in Shelby County. So I'm, I'm pretty close. Eric, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Anything, anything else you want to plug? Love your family. Be good to your friends and neighbors. Always be thankful for your blessings. Enjoy life. If you're not promised anything, work for it. Go out and earn it. Be a good person. I don't know. What else? Anything else? You said a mouthful right there, my friend. I appreciate you. Yeah, buddy. I enjoyed it, man. Big thanks to Eric Pace for coming onto the porch. If you're interested in professional arm wrestling and go to a tournament, walk up to that big old bear and tell him you heard him on Porch Matters. You might make yourself a new friend. If you're new to the show and like what you hear, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button and download the episodes in our archives. If this show has been a positive addition to your life, please rate the show and leave a review. won't take you but a minute and it really would help the show. Find us on social media by typing Porch Matters Podcast into the search bar. Word of mouth is still the best way of sharing. Pick your favorite episode and share it with at least one person this week. There are a lot of people out there that have never heard of a podcast before. I sure would appreciate it, and I'll see you next time right here on Porch Matters.